بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الکریم اما بعد الحمد للہ از دا آف جون ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی night that we're going through the exalted and dear life of the eminent companion Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu so to mention another virtue of these blessed days which are fast approaching the hadith is in Darimi and Behaki and Shaykh Labani rahmatullahi stated Hassan in Sahih Al-Targhib number 1148 Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu he relates that our beloved messenger said sallallahu alayhi wa No deed is more sublime and rewardable by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than a good deed done during the 10 days, i.e. ending with the day of Adha. So in this authentic report in Darimi, the Prophet sallallahu said that whatever good deed you do, so note, it's not just the deeds which the Prophet mentioned. Whatever good deed you do during these 10 days, they are the most sublime and most rewardable in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here the Prophet was encouraging that you do whatever good deeds you can during these auspicious and most glorious days which are fast approaching. So we started the subsection with regards to Abdullah ibn Mas'ud's exhortations with regards to sacred knowledge and I mentioned that he said that two <coughs> types of people they can never be satisfied but in actual fact there's a direct hadith the hadith is in Behaki and Mishkat volume 1 number 100 W in the chapter on education our beloved messenger he said sallallahu alayhi wa Two greedy men will never be satisfied. One who has got greed for learning, he will never be satisfied with it. Thus his whole life will constantly be in trying to further please his loving Lord. And the one who is greedy for this world, thus constantly taking himself further and further from the exalted, ultimately leading to unbelief itself. I, he will also never be satisfied with it. So like I mentioned, whenever Ibn Mas'ud would narrate, he would very often not mention the Prophet But there is a direct text which mentions exactly the same from the Prophet Antalibul ilm is the camp we want to be in. I, we want to be insatiable when it comes to sacred knowledge and we want to keep as far as possible away from Talibul dunya. And also, It would irritate the companions of the Prophet when people would <coughs> become or indulge more from this world. So there's a report and the hadith is recorded in Tabarani Al-Haytami in Majma Az-Zawai is Hassan and Hayat Al-Sahab and Abu Huraira he once went to the market of Al-Madinah and he called out he goes Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's legacy is being distributed 
in the masjid and you are here doing your transactions. So when the people heard Abu Huraira say this, they rushed, they left the market and they ran to the masjid. When they got to the blessed masjid of the Prophet they saw people studying the Quran, relating the ahadith, doing the dhikr, and they saw nothing. So they turned to Abu Huraira because you said that the legacy of the Prophet is being distributed. So Abu Huraira said, shame on you. Is this not the legacy of the Prophet So what's interesting about this report, Abu Huraira, he didn't just quote the hadith. He made them physically go through the motions. He goes, this is the legacy of the Prophet Now why did he get kind of irritated? Because when people are engaging in their worldly trade, you actually see they're focused. You notice a person is focused. So it's a type of worship for them. But of course, what's much more important is the legacy of the Prophet In fact, part of Rasulullah's du'a was the following, Do not make the worldly life our main concern or ultimate limit to our knowledge. Do not make the worldly life our main concern or ultimate limit to our knowledge. This is in Tirmidhi, number 3502. And Shaykh al-Bani, states, Hassan in Qalim al-Tayyib, number 226. So this is part of the du'a. So what did Rasulullah supplicate to be protected from, sallallahu alayhi wa Do not make the worldly life our main concern or the ultimate limit of our knowledge. Why? Because that's all people have, some sad souls. Their ultimate knowledge is dunya. The Prophet goes, please protect me from this, O my Lord. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. And of course we say, Amin. Consider Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu's own eagerness in this regard when he said, If a camel could take me to a person who has more knowledge of what was revealed to Muhammad than I have, I would certainly go to him to increase the knowledge I have. Subhanallah. This is in Ibn Asakir on Hayat al-Sahaba, volume 4, page 716 of the New English Translation. So Ibn Masood wasn't just telling people, you should be insatiable for knowledge. He goes, I would be the first to go. I would get on my camel if I knew somebody had knowledge which I didn't have. He goes, you would not beat me in going to meet that person. He goes, I wouldn't mind where he was to acquire this legacy. It is related. In Tabrani in his Kabir, number 8549, when Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud recited the verse, Surah Taha, Surah 20, verse 114, and say, O oh my Lord, increase me in knowledge. He would add, Allahumma zidni ilman wa imani wa yaqeena. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, increase me in knowledge, in iman and certainty. Subhanallah. So let's look at this. So this is recorded in Tabarani in his Kabir number 8549. So there's a famous Quranic dua where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs us that you should say, وَقُرْ Rabbi zidni ilma. Rabbi zidni ilma. Oh my Lord, increase me in knowledge. Ibn Masood would add to it three things. Allahumma zidni ilman, increase me in knowledge. Wa imanan, iman, faith. 
and wayakina certainty. Mm. So what was the first thing he would ask to increase? I his knowledge. Mm. Then his iman, then his certainty. So look at those steps. Mm. Knowledge comes first, which leads to iman, which leads to certainty, yakin. Mm. And when Hudayfa asked him, have you reached certainty? He goes, yes, alhamdulillah. <laughs> it is also authentically reported that he would make the following dua. Allahumma zidni imanan wa yaqeenan wa fiqha. O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, increase me in iman, certainty and understanding of the religion. This is recorded by Abdullah ibn Ahmad, rahmatullahi, in his As-Sunnah 1-368. Hafiz ibn Hajar al-Asqalani stated Sahih in his Fat al-Badi 1-48. So what's the slight change of wording? He would ask for wafiq, understand. Did Allah Ta'ala give him fiqh? He came on one of the mountains. So he was asking for knowledge, iman, certainty and finally fiqh. This majestic man had also gone on to explain to one and all one of the impediments in this regard. His grandson, Al-Qasim ibn Abdul Rahman ibn Mas'ud, he relates that his venerable grandfather had warned, Indeed, I reckon that a person forgets knowledge that he once knew due to sins he has committed. Indeed, I reckon that a person forgets knowledge that he once knew due to sins he has committed. This is in Tabarani in his kabin, number 8930, Abu Nu'aym al Hilya 1-131, Ibn al-Mubarak in his Zuhud, number 83, Hafiz Ibn Abdul Bar in his Jami Bayan al-Ilm, number 1195, Targhim number 2153, Al-Haytami in Majma al-Zawaid 1-199 stated, It is sound, except Qasim did not hear direct from his grandfather. Ayat al-Sahaba, volume 4, page 832 of the New English Translation. So, first the authenticity. This is an authentic report. Mm. But the one who heard or narrated the hadith from Ibn Mas'ud was his grandson, mm. Qasim Ibn Abdul Rahman. And the muhaddith substated he did not hear direct from his grandfather. Mm. So there's a weakness. So is it a very strong weakness? It's a slight weakness. Why? Because usually the grandchildren hear from their fathers or their uncles, whatever. Well, whatever the case, the scholars point that out. So that's the authenticity. So what did the great Ibn Masood say? I reckon, meaning, this is what I've deduced. A person forgets knowledge, not because he's got a weak memory, that we say. It's because his sins. So now what's interesting, you have acquired it and you lose it. He's not talking about those who haven't got knowledge. So, what he's saying is, if you sin, Allah the Almighty and Glorious refuses for you to really benefit from your knowledge. And it's true, a lot of people, they don't know, they think they know. And the proof is, they need to be prodded. You ask him, oh yeah, you come back to me brother in a bit, come back, some prods him, he remembers. So why is he forgot? Because of his sins. So one of the scholars said, like, you prod a cattle to wake him up. You know, let me charge. So sins is what makes you forget what Allah has blessed you with. And who's telling you that? Ibn Mas'ud. And this is why 
there's another report. Ali ibn Khashram, rahmatullahi he said, I complained to Waqih about my weakness in memory. He said, seek aid in strengthening your memory by staying away from sins. Seek aid in strengthening your memory by staying away from sins. This is in Behaki in Shu'ab al-Iman, number 1604. Hassan al-Khatib in al-Jami, number 1785. So what's interesting, this was a, these were great scholars. Ali ibn Khashram was a muhaddith. And he was saying, I'm complaining about my weakness. So where do we stand in that? He knows 100,000 hadith with their chains. And he's, and he's complaining about weakness of memory. We don't even know 10 hadith with their chains. And we're boasting. <laughs> Why? Because we're just drenched in sin. So he said, Waqi said, you must seek aid by staying away from sins. Now look at the wording. Isda'inu. Ihdina surat al-mustaqeen. You alone we worship and from you alone we seek help. Wasta'inu bisabri was salah. Seek help. With patience and salat. What did Waqi say also is an aid. It's keeping away from sins. So this is why the prophets were the most intelligent. They were protected from sin. They couldn't even fall into sin. Why? Because they were the they were the you know the vessels of the divine knowledge. And they passed it unto the pure hearts. In addition, Sayyidina Thawban relates that our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Verily, a person is deprived of rizq due to the sins he commits. Verily, a person is deprived of rizq due to the sins he commits. This is in Nasai. Hakim in his Mustadrak Sahih. Ibn Hiban Sahih. Tarheem number 2152. Sahih. So now rizq. Your rizq is cut when you commit sins. Rizq is a very <coughs> comprehensive word. It means blessings or sustenance which Allah Ta'ala has decreed for you. If you want that to be cut, indulge in sins. Mm. If you sin, Allah Ta'ala will deprive you of what you were supposed to uh, have acquired. What greater rizq can one be deprived of than sacred knowledge? Mm -hmm. So all of it is making absolute sense. This is why we, we are our own worst enemy. There is no benefit in sin. You know, but people can't articulate that because I get enjoyment out of it. And he goes, there's no benefit in it. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, in wine and in gambling, there are some benefit. But the evil is greater. So what does nafit mean? It means that there's something. You get something out of it. So Allah Ta'ala does testify to that. But the harm is greater, but the Quran doesn't go into it. So you can respond by saying, oh, you turn to the hadith. You're shooting yourself in the foot. <laughs> so imagine what have we deprived ourselves of thus far. <laughs> if somebody could bring you a list, imagine some sheikh of the heart. And he goes, this is what you should have now had. But unfortunately, due to you <coughs> indulging in sin, you've lost that. And if you knew what you had lost, you would truly grieve. And then you would realize there's no benefit in sin. Think about that. Unfortunately, people don't talk about sins. They talk about good deeds a lot, which is interesting. <laughs> How up therefore were the words of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud when he said, the problem with knowledge is forgetting. 
The problem with knowledge is forgetting. This is in Ibn Abi Shayba in his Al-Musannaf, Hafiz Ibn Abdul Bar in his Jami Bayan Al-Ilm, Volume 1, page 108, Hayat Al-Sahaba, Volume 4, page 832 of the New English Translation. Darimi and Mishkat related directly from Rasulullah. So note again, Ibn Masood didn't go back to the Prophet. And yet, this hadith is from the Prophet. So you notice he's doing it all the time. So Ibn Masood said, the problem with knowledge is forgetting. So what was he really talking about? What he was talking about is, knowledge cannot be captured if you sin. If you sin, you will forget. And what did the Prophet say about that? The Prophet said, the calamity of knowledge is to forget. He called it a calamity. In Darimi and Mishkat. So why is it a calamity? Because it can't benefit you. You forgot it. You At any given moment, you might know what to say, but you forgot it. What's caused you to forget? And it's sin. Astaghfirullah. Conversely, no other than our exalted and unparalleled Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala himself says, which is significantly at the end of the longest verse of the entire Quran, in Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah 2, verse 282. Have taqwa of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and He will teach you. So now you ask a person, what's the longest verse of the Quran? How many of you even know this? Hmm? So again, you should be very eager to attach to the Quran. It's verse 282 of Baqarah. Hmm. It's the longest verse. Hmm. So Baqarah has been blessed. One of the blessings in Baqarah is that you've got the longest verse. So how interesting. That right at the end of the longest verse in the entire Quran, what does Allah Ta'ala say? <laughs> Fascinating. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ هَفْتَقْوَ of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَيُعَلِّمُكُمُ اللَّهِ And He will teach you. So who does Allah Ta'ala promise to teach? The people of taqwa. Who are the people of taqwa? Those who avoid sin. Allah Ta'ala is confirming everything that's mentioned. Of course, it doesn't contradict. It can't contradict what the Prophet says. Indeed, our loving Lord also promises. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Surah 2, verse 2. This is the book in which there is no doubt, a guidance for those with taqwa. So look how interesting. You've got to put the verses together. Allah Ta'ala says in Surah 2 verse 282, Of myself and I will teach you. At the beginning of Baqarah he says, I will guide with this Quran, those with taqwa. So what is Allah Ta'ala promising? He's promising you guidance and he's promising you his personal education if you have taqwa. And taqwa can only be acquired when you keep away from sin. This is actually a report. The hadith is in Tirmidhi and it's authentic. The Prophet he said, the greatest worshipper is he who keeps away from sin. Is the meaning of the hadith. The greatest worshipper is he who keeps away from sins. So, the blessed days are coming. Who are the greatest worshippers in those blessed ten days? It's not those who fast. It's not those who offer tajjid. It's not those who say the third kalima. It's those who keep away from sin. So a person goes, but why are they the greatest? 
Because you have to study the Quran, the fruit cake. You have to study the Hadith to understand why Allah is making them the greatest worshippers. Keep away from sin. And what do you notice? The people who keep, keep away from sin, they have the most nur on their faces. That's another sign from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is educating them, teaching them, helping them. So not Ibn Mas'ud. He's educating us with regards to knowledge. And this is why Imam Shafi'i was told by one of his shuyukh. He goes, knowledge is only given to those who are worthy. <laughs> Meaning, if you haven't, if you're not worthy, Allah Ta'ala will not bless you with knowledge. <laughs> and a lot of people, they think they've got knowledge, but they haven't. <laughs> they just debate. <sighs> debate is just a waste of space. <laughs> you man go out the window with whatever little bit you've got left of it, astaghfirullah. So all I mentioned again today was a few blessed reports again with regards to Sayyidina Ibn Mas'ud and the importance of sacred knowledge. And notice he's going straight to the root of all the matters, i.e. to help you with regards to this and all important affairs of our deen. Are there any questions you want to ask? سبحان الله بحمدي سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك واتوب الله من شرور انفسكم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون سلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والاصل الانسان لفي خسر الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات والواصل الحق والواصل الصبر صدق الله العظيم